And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Space Hog in the meantime, and we are at the Porsche Experience Center, Carson, California, on a very special day. A very special day. For the birth of our GT4 RS. Johnny Lieberman, Paul Zuckerman. You guys are up. Hi! We're listening hey. to In the Meantime by Space Hog. Remember that? I do. I heard this song in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and uh, they're so good finding these songs for that movie franchise, aren't they? Hey. I totally forgot this song existed. Part three was actually a pretty good movie, too. Was I was fantastic. excited. I was a, yeah. You know Two. what else is pretty good? Um, turn this down. We're in the design studio piece, and I think this is the place. We've been here a bunch, right? Yeah. This is the room at the Porsche Experience Center in Carson where you come to spec out your car on the wall. They have uh, different paint finishes and interior features. They have uh, grand opening autographs. Oh, look at that. They don't need that. Are they, we on there? I don't think so. Were we at the grand opening? I think we were. I think we came down here with uh, your friend from New York. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Look at this on the wall. There's a little thing that says, Welcome, Spike, Jack. Here, let's take That's very nice. You can check it out and our new car right now on Instagram. Mike O'Donnell from Porsche Clearwater, the man who makes it all possible. Round of applause for Mike O'Donnell. There you are. He came out uh, uh, all the way from Florida to deliver our new GT4 RS. And here it is. Zuckerman. There's still enough. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't interrupt him when he's on a tangent. You're you're cutting in and out. You got to keep your hand off that part of the mic. Where it connects. Hold the microphone. There you go. Now try. Go ahead. Okay, there you go. What were you going to say? Just because you were cutting out, that's all. Uh, He's saying there's enough profit in the car that they sold you that he can fly out and (laughs) they still make money. I pre-interviewed him. (laughs) We are glad to give our money to Mike. Yes, that's okay. Mike can take our money. Porsche Clearwater. We're making them the biggest Porsche franchise in the world. Everyone buy your car from Mike O'Donnell. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We're very easy. You just bribe us with GT cars and we'll do whatever you want for them. With you bitches. So we came here at Saturday morning. We got here at around 8.30 in the morning. We walked in. We, we signed a bunch of disclaimers uh, in case we get disfigured on the track. We've decided not to go on the track, all of us, because we're a little busy. But my son Jack is out in the track right now with the driver. Um, I'm going on the track. Johnny, you're going to go on the track. You guys get a car. I don't get a car. So. Zuckerman is taking our car, not on the track, home. He's going to drive it first. But And then they brought us into this room to do a reveal with uh, a, a sheet over the car. Uh, there was music playing. Dire Straits. Old man music. They they knew the right music to play. <laughs> they, knew their, they knew their constituency. Aerosmith. And they, uh, they had a nice presentation about the car, and then we stood by the car, and they pulled off the, and did this big reveal. It was really fun. Ta-da! It was really fun. And, um, well and Zuckerman, 
What do you think? There it is. There's the spec. What did you think when you first saw it? I was so pleased. I, you know, I, we've been waiting for this car for so long. There's been COVID. There's been whatever. So this was the longest gestation <laughs> period ever. This is, it took forever. I, are we a year and change late? I don't remember. I, I, I don't we, remember. It's so late that I kind of wrote it off. Like it's, ne- it's like kind of like my Daytona what? at Cannabis Place. Yeah, it's we never, forgot about it. It's never coming. And, and I just was expecting not to like it. Didn't want to like it because it's been so long. And it's beautiful. I, I, if I remember, I think it was supposed to be here in April of the year. No, before. last November was it. Oh, so that's almost a year. Was yeah, it last yeah. November? Is that I think long so. ago? Okay, I think so. Okay, yeah. But either way, it was a long time. And and Zuckerman and I are very patient. Obviously, we we're busy. We're working. We're making podcasts, and we have other cars to drive. And we've we're very patient with the process. But then you have a day like today, and it's really exciting because you kind of have forgotten the whole concept behind the car, right? And then you see the Oslo blue. I was surprised by that 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 hood we did. Yeah, right? the special wishes hood that on the back that line of paint continues onto the wing. One stripe. I didn't, I didn't know about that. And so that's the first thing that caught my eye. And then the aluminum wheels, instead of going with the black wheels. And, 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 the, gr- and the gray spec interior, the, the inserts of the seats. The seats, really are the seats look good on that blue, the gray. So that was, and I'm going to say something. This seat, in the one second I was in it, this, this sport bucket is more comfortable than the outgoing version. Yeah, because I think the outgoing the the GT seats were the 918 seats, and they're real carbon fibery and not a lot of adjustment. And these they look good. They I, I didn't see. Well, it. this was a last minute change that Seinfeld uh, told us to do. He said we you really got to get sports seats in this car, and I think he was right. This is a little race car, and it should have those seats. And so this is specced by Pruinger and Seinfeld. <laughs> and well, I had no influence. Look, you know that's what we do when we, when when you get these decisions. And I think everybody listening is, is when you're specking a car, you start to panic a little bit. So you go to your friends and you try to use your resources. And I was using every one in this one. I was uh, I think Zuckerman, you and I were a little passive on the the. Non- 992 touring and i said to you on this one let's really go the distance let's let's do something special and make a special car and what did i say do what you want and 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 i think mike and i uh mike from clearwater and i did it on this car and then we're doing it on the gt3 rs and should we be uh lucky enough to get an st allocation um that's europe that's you. You're going to have to make the decisions make, on that one. I so. will. I had some input on the GT3 RS. You did? Yes. That's I, right. Okay, good. Yeah. Remember, I, I suggested, in general, the, the colors. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. I think you should let me do your ST, because you guys need a purple car. Well, we have yeah. an idea. <laughs> there, Zuckerman, at some point, without getting too into it now, Zuckerman, yes. at one point, was denied. He had another Plan Z partner, and he was denied something he really wanted. Ah. And so I, I want to... Uh, I want to go in that direction. I want him to get this color. I got, I got shit. <laughs> exactly. And poop emojis. Very- <laughs> poop emojis all over. <laughs> poop emojis would actually there we be go. fantastic. Seven minutes in, we're talking about poop and Nazis. So have your drinks if you're playing along. Poop and Nazis. <laughs> anyway, if you are thinking about doing a Porsche Experience Center delivery, here's, here's who I would recommend do this. Uh, after talking to the gang here, um... If you're getting your first Porsche, I would definitely do a delivery here. I think in Atlanta or here, because that first drive home from your first Porsche is a very special 
uh, drive. You'll remember it for the rest of your life. And to be able to do that, get your car and to take it on the track or a car like it and learn how to drive, you will have a a very memorable uh, day and experience, a little more so than what I was uh, recalling to the guys here, which was when I picked up my first car, which was a Boxster, the brand new Boxster. And the salesman just handed us the keys and said, good luck. And we drove home and the drive was incredible, but it was on the 405, (laughs) you know, and, and still, but I remember the joy and the happiness and the feel of that car and that drive. And to be, to think back now to go, if I could have had that car and then taken a car like it on the racetrack and then Mm -hmm. driven it home, that would have been a thing. I was just going to say, imagine if we weren't the most cynical, jaded humans Yes. In Los Angeles, and like they actually did a whole you know uh, song and dance routine. For yeah, it's yeah, like, no, it's cool. I think a lot of people would be like just stoked and signing things and the pictures and the music and the spectacle. It was, it was cool. They're very genuinely happy to be delivering yeah, you your yeah, car, yeah. and they really want to make it an event. And yeah, we are dicks. Neat. We don't want to stay around. No, we don't no, want to no, do the no, whole no. thing. Why would you want to go to a party that someone yes. throws for you? How yes. horrible. We are yeah. dicks. What? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, uh, is on the show. Briefly, I did a short interview with him um, up in Monterey at the Quail. You're going to hear that in a little bit. Um, I also want to just kind of go through, you know, we we did that Pebble show last week with Jerry and you guys, and thanks for coming up, guys. It was really a huge success. Really most fun I've ever had up there. I just thought it worked out perfectly. I got to do 20 with you guys, 20 with Jerry, and then he was out of there. And it was so much fun to hang out with everybody and to see the Spikes Car Radio fans. The autograph session was bizarre and (laughs) funny. Someone commented, I've never seen older white men trying to get (laughs) autographs before. And that really made me laugh. And and I was like, yeah, that is weird. That, That is weird. But we loved hanging up there and doing that. And, um... But there were a lot of cars we didn't get a chance to talk about up there. Like, um, let's start with Mercedes. We were all at the AMG GT reveal, right? Yep. And then, Johnny, you were exhausted. Yeah, I left. You've been up for 12 hours, but you said, (laughs) I got to listen to this presentation. Zuckerman and I wandered off and looked at the other cars. What did you think of that car when you saw it? (sighs) Uh, To me, design-wise, it's just a big step backward from the last GT. Now, uh, Horatio Pagani was wandering around. Yeah, I, yeah, we I, met him. I grabbed him, and I'm like, hey, what do you think? And uh, he encapsulated my thoughts, which were, the last one was polarizing, right? You loved it or you hated it. And this one, it's hard to hate. And if you look at it, there's a lot of 911, especially like from the B-pillar back. It's just the surfacing, the way the little window sits. It, it really is 911-y looking. So it's a pretty safe, conservative design to me. It it it. I don't know. It's it's all wheel drive only for now, which to me, I don't. You don't really need that in the GT. Um, I don't know. I, I was. It didn't. It didn't excite me that much. I was. I it, it, the SL, the Mercedes SL, which is out now. We've talked about this. Like, you know, they made it bigger. They put a back seat in it. Um, it's it's real heavy, and this GT seems to just be the hardtop version of that with a different grill. So I'm not thrilled by it the mercedes party was good the mercedes party was great they had they had cigars so <laughs> lamb chops so you walked in they had all this chopped up rubber to walk on which they thought was a cool idea like it was all tires right yeah but you were walking about 40 yards on a field of chopped up rubber which didn't seem 
like it would a be a great idea. exercise field. You would get, you would certainly. If you had high heels on, you couldn't walk. No, in. it was like the. It's the footing of a horse arena. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work for humans. But once you got in, there was a guy. There was that great cigar company. What was the name? Olivia. Oh, yeah. And they, they were had... selling the new uh, Vitola of the Olivia 5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had great cigars. Had... They had really interesting cars. They What was the giant they... sculpture of the Mercedes? That was a Maybach from the 1920s no, 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 and no, 1920s. No, 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 The G-Wagon. The... Oh, oh, yes. It's, it's a, was... I can't remember the company. It's like Mandor or something. It's it's They, they make puffy jackets, so they made like puffy wheels and, and stuff. For Monkler? The... Yeah, Monkler. Oh, man, sir. <laughs> that was a, monk... a Monkler yeah. made yeah, yeah, inflatable... Yeah. G-Wagon? It's not inflatable. It's, if you, it's metal. It looks inflatable. Uh, it's probably not Monkler. It's Monkler. Monkler, they make... Puffy jackets. Puffy jackets. Puffy jackets, yeah. yeah. It's Monkler here. You know, they're on I'm one gonna, of those uh, Netflix uh, shows that we watch. You know, the uh, the good boys. There's Right. Hey, Fam. Whatever yeah, that yeah. show is. Yeah. Like the low level. Uh, yes. They all wear Monkler jackets. I call them the Monkler guys. Here, Monkler G-Wagon. Top boy. Top boy. Monkler G-Wagon. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so they're really selling. So, luxe so they're goods. starting to do fashion collabs a lot. Like Gordon Wagner's really doing that. Like he did one with Virgil Abloh for the Maybach, and they actually made it, put it into production. Wow, um, that thing was killer. I love that. I yeah, love I thought it was that. cool. Yeah, um, and then they had that C eleven, a C one eleven concept, yeah. which pretty good. We're back concept. to the Lincoln Cartier edition and yes, Bill Blass edition. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes, thank you for uh, getting us a car, and Johnny for you arranging that. And oh, Bentley yeah. for getting what us the, parking wait, passes. Yeah, what was the car we had though? It was an SUV. I think you were in a AMG GLS sixty three. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a hell of a car. Spectacular luxury SUV. So and comfortable. Fortress of solitude. It was perfect for what we had to do, which was to just get around to events in the most comfort that we could. And it, uh, the self-driving stuff or the, you know, the, the, the passing, uh, the driver's aids were fantastic for this traffic. We were, we were really comfortable. I don't yeah. know how I go back to that. It's, it wasn't good, obviously, on Highway 1. We took a little drive up. There. I mean, it's okay, but it, it, it's, it's, that's like the Fortress of Solitude car. It's just it like you're perfect. in charge. And you guys were on like 23-inch monoblocks or something. It looked good. It was cool. It, it was a very comfortable, nice thing. What, how expensive are those? Uh, one seventy-five, something wow. like that. I don't know how it was spec'd, but they're not cheap. I can I can look that up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm in? Wonderful. That's also not cheap right now. <laughs> the Porsche Cayenne Turbo GT. Mm. Yeah. What a what a vehicle. So Porsche dropped that off this week. It's been a very carry couple of weeks here. It seems to be just coming oh. at us. <laughs> Hey, that's good. White with a black interior, gigantic front brake calipers like I, I've never seen before. This thing is 650 horsepower. It's going to cost you $200,000. It's, uh, I think, a Lamborghini Urus competitor. It is uh, one of those things, and you know me, I don't like Macans and I don't like Cayennes, but I drove this, and in the first few inches, I was in love. Yeah. I was in something I knew that I, I need something like this. That's, that's as close to a rebodied Urus as you can buy. So a lot of people think the Urus and like the Audi RSQ8 are the same, but they have yeah. different motors. So the uh, Vysok actually builds the motor for the Turbo GT, and they build it for the Urus. And so it's a Is high it the same motor? version. Yes, it's the same. I think they always make sure the Lambo is ten horsepower more because it costs another. Well, 50, this is six fifty, six hundred fifty. I think the Urus Performante is now six sixty one. 
Um, you know what's lovely about it? And just simple driving, and uh, you know, uh, I'm just doing dad driving right now, is just in your regular comfort mode. It's perfectly quiet, and you're zipping down Sunset to the Palisades and back, dropping kids off wherever they need to go. But when you turn on Sport or Sport Plus, you can hear it, but not so much that it's annoying the hell out of you. And it goes. It's 060 feels like it's under three seconds it's it is three on the nose 3.0 i think car and driver hit two who who eight who car and driver they use better gas than we do and <clears throat> i'm not so sure I, I i can't tell it's fast enough i mean yeah. that's a ridiculous zero to 60 stat for an suv but what's nice about it is you don't feel so high up it feels compact there's no glass roof it's a but- carbon fiber roof you're you're down low, and it's if you're going to have one thing that does everything, there's a lot of room in the back. This is your SUV if you've got two hundred grand. I was going to say though, that's the thing for two hundred grand, you can get into like a Aston Martin DBX. There's no way the DBX will. I'm going to drive that in a week. The seven oh seven. There's no way that the seven oh seven is going to be as e- the ease of use that comes with this car. I remember, I'll try I remember, it. It's but, a Mercedes drivetrain in the Aston Martin, so like not only the engine but the transmission and the axles are Mercedes. Right, and um, it's you know. I'd say the Porsche is five percent more athletic, but that seven hundred seven is like all it's, of it's, these are, are looks challenged though. I don't which one of the Urus is the best looking out there. Yeah, but it's a and very provocative that's right. idea, and that's yeah. why you go to the Cayenne, which is very nondescript, right? And you, no one would ever really know what you're nope. dealing with here. And that's the beauty of it. I personally. I don't really like the looks of the Aston. I don't like the look of the Bentley. I don't like the well, look Bentley, of the Bentley. No one likes the looks of the Bentley. Yeah, there. I hey, just watch your mic because you keep yeah. touching that part of it. I've got to get a new. I've got to get a new thing there. But every time you hit that, you're cutting out. I really have <laughs> trouble with how the Aston, the Bentley, all of those things look for the money. Really, I do. The Bentley yeah. is a beautiful thing to look at. No. Wait, you really? The I Bentley, think they're the, the former, lovely. The former head of design for Rolls-Royce told me <laughs> after a few champagnes, he goes, we're talking about the Bentayga. He goes, you know when you catch a fish and it's sitting there on the deck of the boat and it's in that transition between <laughs> life, life and death? That's the face of the Bentayga. And I was like, ooh, go on the record. Oh, not the Bentayga. I was talking about the other Bentleys. But... Oh, the other Bentleys are gorgeous. Yeah. No, the Bentayga's yeah. uh, yeah. challenge. But look, I can tell you driving this Cayenne around, nobody's even looking at you. It looks like a white Cayenne and th- until you kind of look closely and, you know, somebody wants to to uh, rev up next to you like last night, they're very <laughs> surprised what happens in the right. moments after that. Great celebrity car then. The thing can turn. Yeah, handling the, is incredible. The handling, handling is, is unbelievable on those Sunset Boulevard turns. The speed is nice. The sound so, is nice. It is. This thing is calibrated just right. It's got a little... Uh, you know, wireless phone charger forward here of, of the shift is up here now, but uh, a little forward that uh, works so well that you leave your phone in the car all the time. I keep going into the house. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my phone? Yeah. yeah, but I'm not playing with my phone when I drive. Everything's nice. I you mean, know, it's just it would integrate right into my life immediately. We, we, we tested all these and uh, I believe like to 60, if you go to like the hundredth, the Urus is still quicker. But I think this is the quickest SUV uh, in the quarter mile, and we do this figure eight test, and it's it it beat the Urus. It's the first SUV to ever beat the Urus, so it's like the handling is is world class. Yeah, the best. It's literally the best handling SUV. 
I give it a spike score of 49, Ooh. which is my highest number that I can give. <laughs> can 49. Count, can he count to 50? <laughs> no, my scale is weird. You either get a 14, a 28, or a 49. And you, 49, a highest spike score. Nice. Let's talk about Fred Stein Tires. Today's episode, sponsored in its entirety by Ooh. our Spikes Car Radio tire partner, Fred Stein. Uh, they are the folks, the official tire partner of uh, Spikes Car Radio. They've been advertising now. I, I just saw they started posting about us. That yeah. They are now. That's <laughs> <laughs> on that too. And it is good. And, and, you know, I just, I, I uh, when I get one of these SUVs like the Porsche uh, Cayenne GT, I take my Defender and I put it in the hangar and I pick up my old uh, Series 2A. And if your brain is addled like mine, you forget, hey, there's new wheels and tires on this thing. I was like, why is it driving so well? That's because there's Redestein tires on it. And uh, I just love it. I love it when you sort a car out just right and you forget about it. Carnesia, as we call it. Mm-hmm. It's there. But those Redestein tires are working in my life. We have Quad Track Pros on Erica's Tesla. Seinfeld has VW Sprint Classics on his uh, uh, Volkswagen. Uh, Johnny's getting him for his Rivian. They're here. They are. They're here. They get installed Monday, but they're at they're at uh, Zip Tire. All right. Yeah. Well, are they going to come to your house? And I got them? new wheels, so yeah, they're going to come put put the new tires on the new wheels. But they, I haven't shipped them to them because it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, then then Zip Tire comes right to your driveway yep. and does it. It's the best. Zip Tire getting a big bounce off this too. Hey man, <laughs> a lot of listeners <laughs> are using Zip Tire. I think so much so that Fred Stein called up and said, "Hey, could you not plug Zip Tire so much? They're <laughs> zip, not zip. paying." <laughs> <laughs> Zip it. But uh, but I think people are freaked out that you don't have to go to a place anymore. It's kind of the greatest thing in the whole world. I mean, really, it's the direction of all things. It, we just want to be strapped into our lounge chair watching TV and stuffing our faces while right. our life is fixed in our driveway. Soon we'll all be in test tubes. Just brains in there, <laughs> connected to wires. Anyway, Vreda Stein, thank you uh, for sponsoring Spikes Car Radio. And as you know, they've designed... Uh, 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 Giorgetto Cesario, who designs their tires, or a lot of them, has designed beautiful cars, the BMW M1, as well as some really cool Seiko watches. Um, go to Vredestein.com, I guess. There's no discount code yet, but maybe we'll get you guys one. Yeah. Right now, we're raising your vis- the visibility for Vredestein and endorsing them and driving them, and we love them. But And, and I think our name is catching on, Vreds. Fred. Fred. Stein is like Ferriston. It's just a word we don't like, and it's not ever going <laughs> to no, be no, spelled right. No, no, we love right. the word. <laughs> but Vred Ferrah. <laughs> then I'd be Ferrah, Spike Ferrah. I nah. do regret not changing my last name. To what? What would it be? I would have gone with uh, my middle name, Spike Donovan. It's just an easier idea. Spike, Spike, Spike Donovan. Donovan. Donovan's hard to spell, so is Ferriston. Donovan. Uh, it would be misspelled. What about Spike uh, Ferris? How about Spike Daisy? What uh, Ferriston's a great name. It's a completely <laughs> no. <laughs> How about Rats? Would we'll you call you Spike Rats? Spike Rats. <laughs> your, your last name is now Rats. <laughs> Anybody with a bad, difficult last name is const- <laughs> constantly spelling it for people. 
I, I, I have my, uh, it's funny because I have the picture of the kids' school pictures and I was walking by one on a, a dresser the other day. I looked over, it said Jack Fernstein. <laughs> and next to it, it says James Frenston. <laughs> I went to my wife, I go, what the hell is this? She goes, does it matter? And I go, no. But still, that's what that's what I mean. But but Starbucks has taught us that if your last name is Holt, H-O-L-T, they yeah. will spell that wrong. No matter, no matter what your name is. No, but is. in show business, a good name, Ralph Lauren. Right in in a business, you want something that's Dean quick. Martin. Dean Martin, right? Yeah, oh. Spike Rats. That's it. <laughs> Everybody so you, knows you, that. You think your career has been held back. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. My on really? camera for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. I think a name it's hard to grab let's, onto. And let's it, go to court. Let's change it. It's too late. Rats. <laughs> Spike Rats. I'm on the other end of my. No. Doesn't matter. Spike Rats. <laughs> yeah. Spike and Rats. And by the way, I don't even like Spike. That's a nickname somebody gave me. It's just it was a joke 20 okay. years ago. I, I don't even want that. Just rats. Michael Rats. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. Michael Rats? Yes. S or Z? S, yes. Just Mr. Michael rats. Rats. <laughs> rats, rats, it's rats, just like it sounds. I don't even understand what you're talking about. Neither do I, but it's terrific. Like rats. <laughs> hey, rats. You got a whole group of rats. Party of rats come to your table. Mm. All right. You know, okay, what else did we see? <laughs> Yes, ben, ben, <laughs> Bentley provided us with a lot of great passes. Mike, thank you for the quail pass. We didn't know we had. We didn't know we had a quail pass, and uh, so we were asking all the manufacturers for them. And oh, we ben, ended up using his, right? And then, then I opened up Mike's envelope from Clearwater, and there was the pass. And I went, "Oh, oh nice. now I have two. But Bentley hooked us up. Um, what else? Oh, the guys at Lotus. Mm. They had some cool stuff. They had a yes. great stand at the quail this year. Right, that they had type that. Sixty six is the sexiest. What, wait, hold on. What is that car? It's the Type sixty six. So it, yeah, it explain was, it. Okay, that's so the red can, race car, right? Yeah, Can Am was a thing. Uh, nine seventeen, the Porsche nine seventeen was so successful they stopped racing. Colin Chapman wanted to do it apparently, and and had blueprints drawn up to build a Cam Am racer, mm-hmm. Can Am racer, and never did it. And somebody found a model of this car on a shelf and said, "What's this?" And and then they found the like a sealed tube that had the blueprints in it, mm-hmm. and they built ten of these. And it's an aluminum chassis with uh, uh, carbon fiber bodywork, 800-some horsepower, Roush V8, single-seater. It's just killer looking. Beautiful. It's got the unequal length um, uh, velocity stacks and just absolutely killer looking. The seal tube. <clears throat> we found the plans of the seal tube. Yeah, along seal with the tube. Name Hermetically sealed. The, um, they had... Their electric SUV, which they showed me around. Yeah, the Electra, <laughs> which I love. I drove it. Will it get made? Oh, oh I drove it. It's made. It's we made. sat in it. I, he I drove it. What did you think? It's look. I drove the one that's it's 180 grand. It's 904 horsepower. It's a rocket ship, but they did a really good job on the suspension. Um, so in comfort mode, it's actually comfortable, and in sport mode, it's like real stiff. So it's air suspension, and it really firms up. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I was confused because when it came out, I read a lot of the reviews and, and it, all the negative stuff was what people said about the Cayenne 20 years ago. Oh, it, Porsche can't make an SUV. Mm. Oh, it's impossible. And like, same thing with Lotus. Like, they can make an SUV. It's it's pretty good, you know? Right, and Everyone's right. like, well, it's not light. Okay, it's an SUV. It's not light, you know? But I, 
Yeah, I think in the, I think in the electric market right now, people are looking for uh, uniqueness, and they'll they'll just jump to anything that somebody else doesn't have. We're, yeah. We live in a world of Tesla right yes, now, exactly. and you're starting to see the you know the EQS line or the EQ line Mercedes, and I think in a minute. At least where I live, people are just going to go. I, I want that. I liked it. I thought it was great. It's next quick. to that. They had the other EV. Yeah, yeah. What was that one? The, that's that was Jensen yeah. Button's Evira, I believe it's called. And is that a car they're going to sell? Yeah, it's a two million dollar, two thousand horsepower, <laughs> um, uh, two seater. <laughs> Everything's two seater. Two seater. It's got, but it but, comes with Jensen Button. It comes with. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Zuckerman. Uh, <laughs> Zuckerman, put your pants on. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, things wild looking. I've I've seen it with the skin off at the factory in Heffel. Yes, and um, it's it looks like the Aston Martin Valkyrie with the skin off. It's, it's gorgeous. A, it's a I thought I could tub. I couldn't believe uh, Lotus is emerging right now. Yeah, well, they got a lot of money from uh, BYD who bought them. They're Chinese about company. to to be somebody. Yeah. Hope. And no disrespect, but that you know that's they were a bit of a novelty before. They sold fourteen hundred cars last year, and like, now uh, yeah, they what they yeah. had going on at the Quail was a totally different stance. They've walked out of hospice care. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm they, back. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, but wait, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well bought. Well said. Um, no, notice walked out of hospice, hospice care. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. The other wild thing is with that car, I saw a video on a dude's phone where you can, it's all wheel drive, but it's four motors. So you can turn off the front motors and do like crazy lured burnouts wow. with just the rear motors. Yeah. So. And they're always great to us. They're a bunch of good guys that we talked to over there. Rob Borat and the crew. The Rob's big a big fan. And Amcor. Those uneven velocity stacks, the velocity yeah. stacks just do it for oh, me. it's the greatest. On a brand new car. Like, how cool is that? I would walk around with a velocity stack on my head. It's just, those <laughs> things just look, always get my attention in such a childish way. I, hey, they're, they're, nothing's cooler. Like, you know, usually they're on McLarens and museums, you know. But right. Like, something that's going to be driving around on a track day, that's pretty cool. So, And what else? What else did we see up there that, uh, cops. that haven't talked about? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah now, there's been a lot on social media. Not surprisingly, Lamborghini guy got in trouble this year. I know, Johnny, you said you didn't feel that 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 that, that this was any different. I, I've been going up there for about 15 years. This was there was an element uh, of, of of hooliganism going on, Lamborghini guy hooliganism, and and by that I don't mean just people goosing it up. There was a kid arrested uh, driving in the oncoming traffic lane around a blind turn in a Gallardo at a hundred miles plus a uh, uh, hundred miles per hour plus who was arrested and yanked out of a car. I mean, that kind of driving. We saw a McLaren hit a bus. On <laughs> Why does and, it make us so happy? Uh, it's just what it could be. Great. My friend was on but the there bus. Seems to talk to him. He was, yeah. he was on the bus. He was on the bus. So what did he say? He's, he, he just said the, the McLaren made a bad move trying to pass the did bus. He, did he see it coming or suddenly was, there oh, just he wasn't a, paying attention. Here he felt a thud. And it hit the back of the bus or the front of the bus? I think it was the front of the bus, and uh, McLaren went into a tree. At what speed, would you guess? McLaren was wrecked good. Yeah, but I think the McLaren was probably only going uh, 50, but it it was trying... It bounced off. Of, I mean, you know this. If, if a bus hits a passenger car, bus wins like a lot. Right, right. It's, it's, it's totaled. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it was kind of disappointing. I mean, to see that kind of, we had these like beautiful moments of seeing like when we talked about it last week, just being in the woods and it's foggy and a two fifty uh, short wheelbase right? just uh, cruises by at thirty five. Yeah. But to see the the you know the 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 idiot element there. <laughs> Was I mean, a little surprising. It's a problem with the Lamborghini owners. This happened. This is why. <laughs> no, this is why our car show at Bill's got shut down. Remember? Yeah, you remember yeah. that? Well, we're put in the same boat with them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, think, I do. I think I was standing there with you, and two Aventadors pulled in. There was a little bit of traffic waiting to park. And they just ran. Put it in neutral and just started banging, you know, and I was like, this, we're getting shut down. It was the next week is when yeah. the owners yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. How do you, what do you do? I don't know. But did you see? But why that event? I mean, of all the events, it really is the goofball, blue-blooded, collared shirt set event. It's, it's not open really to all cars, and those guys have. I remember, you know, the Quail is like Lamborghini Central. You know, the Quail is like all about hypercars and supercars. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they reached out to me to for feedback. Do I have any feed? Every, why does everybody need a survey after you do stuff? I order yeah. boba for my kids, and I get an email. How was your experience? Do you have a moment to raise? Leave me alone. That's what the money's for. If I give you money, I liked it. Yeah. Wow. All right? That's a 49. <laughs> I mean, you it's ridiculous. I, like, I went to the dentist, and they go, when I get home, there's any... Does it serve? You have a minute to... Fi-? No, I don't. I, I sat in your stupid... I with my underwear on backwards. Yes, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> I'll get in touch with you. If I want to do a survey, why am I helping you with your thing? That's what the money is for. So with the quail, I'm not going to tell you what I think of your event. We had a good time. And just leave it at that. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. There was a really amazing moment of insanity when I was in the Lotus booth and you looked up and you know how they had that sculpted out circular open ceiling and the jets flew across right at that moment. Five fighter jets with different colors streaming out the back. I'd already left, but I heard about it. That was amazing. It was a remarkable moment where you just like, It was like, just for us. Look what they did for us. Yeah, it was really great. All right. There's your feedback. Too much sunlight. Get rid of the sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had a great time. We met dogs. We met people. <laughs> the food is fantastic. It really is a great event. The food event. is the best part. And the, and I thought uh, you know the people were great, and there were there weren't too many of them. And and our and Myers Manx was there. All the people we wanted to talk to. I didn't see a big Porsche presence. Who's who's the uh, who's the uh, our friends down in Orange County who make those Gunther uh, Gunther Works was there. They had some beautiful cars. I want to yeah. drive that little Speedster. I there. was I was busy eating uh, this pineapple yeah. cake. I Did, kept eating the pineapple cake. And that I said, was good. said you got to try this cake. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you, what did you tell me? It's rum cake, you dummy. <laughs> 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 Into a rum dum. You're a rum dum now. Oh, this cake is so good. Why is it so good, Ferris? It's soaked in rum. I need a bucket of this cake. Suck him in. I'm going to strap it to my ears and just start sucking down rum cakes. Could have it in a martini glass. Yeah. <laughs> food is, I mean, it's really an impressive event, you know, and I don't know why they need anything after it. To be honest, but I, you you went to the proper event. What was that like? I didn't even ask you. About oh, that. Pebble Beach I Concord. Mean, nothing, look, I, I did you wear a dumb outfit? I yes. wore a medium dumb outfit. We thought it was dumb. Thank you, thank you. Um, Forty nine. I was it crowded, or not was it okay? Crazy. Crowded. I thought this year everything was a little less than it usually. Yeah, is. not not crazy crowded. I feel like 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 year ago it was like crowded, but anyway, no, it was great. Look, I it, phenomenal cars. What was interesting was like there's this. Real changing of the guard that's going to happen. So there was death. a Diablo, yeah, via death, but there was a Diablo on the lawn. Like the Diablo is really, 
should be the the polar opposite of a Concorde d'Elegance, right? I mean, yeah. it's a Diablo. It's a rowdy Lamborghini, and there was a Diablo, you know, and there was a McLaren. Uh, there's two F, uh, F1s, and, you know, a, a pre-war car still won, and it was, you know, don't check the car facts, but it was a 1937 Mercedes. Like, you know, you, you don't want to know who the original owner is, but, like... Um, as, as my friend Jamie said, he said, I would like that. Thirty-seven Crystal Knox was just a gleam in their eye. <laughs> oh God! But anyways, uh, it, it was you know it, 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 the events changed, but it, it was fantastic. And again, why is Pebble the Concourse Elegance so good? The cars that are on the lawn, they can't come back for a decade, Ten years. Yeah, so it's always a fresh. Oh, they show. can't. No. Yep. Oh, I didn't know. That. So if you go to like Amelia Island great show but it's sort of the same cars and a lot like i'm gonna I'm, you know goodwood revival it's great but it's the same cars every year right right and if i you know i habitually go to these things for work and i would still go if i wasn't working uh you know it's always fresh and it's like 200 and some odd of the greatest cars in the world and they're always new right so uh, it was awesome i loved it it seemed like the market was also down as far as uh selling cars mm-hmm. 16 percent off last year but who the threw that stat higher. out there? I read David that too. Gooding, David Gooding told me the big cars, big pieces sold well. The but they were so the serious buyers were there with serious money for serious pieces, and it seemed to me that the money was going after classic Italian Miuras, two seventy five GTBs, big pieces like that did very well. And of course, there was a thirty million dollar Ferrari sale. Was it uh, yeah. two fifty LM? There was a Mercer yeah. race about that sold for five million, which is like a Stutz Bearcat. <laughs> what and and what did the other Zuckerman cars do? How my did- cars, my cars were. Down. I, two of the three were down. Um, I lost a little bit of money. And so, on the Mercedes, you lost a little bit. And, and what happened with the Porsche? The Porsche, I lost a little bit on that 71. And then what else did you have? I had the 1980 500 oh, SLC yeah, yeah, car. homologation car, which I did really well on. Wow. I made money on that car. No so way. That's I'm pleased great. that the cars are gone, but this so was... So wait, what do you attribute? That was the one I was most worried about, and that turns out to be the one that makes the most money, and and that's only because I don't know Mercedes well. It, it was It's such a rare piece. You do not see them, so it must have been that there were two guys who had never seen one of these, because it took me seven years to find that car. You just can't And find seven it. minutes to sell it. Yes. <laughs> SLCs are also just kind of cool. Like your other Mercedes is like I never saw you drive it. Okay, I I drove it a couple of times. It's a fantastic car. It, that it was never mashed, never injured, never nothing. <laughs> that it was it was factory fresh was fantastic. The problem with the car, if I was going to keep it, you need to do a brakes upgrade. The period brakes are no match for the power of that engine and the weight of that car. And I got it on the freeway and I was cooking. I was going 120 miles an hour. <laughs> then it came time to stop and I was like, oh shit, I'm stopping. I'm locking. And, um, the yeah, I love that you beat on these cars. Yeah. Remember I, you did that to the Zagato. Yeah. And it's like, went, yeah, yeah. It just completely blew apart. Yeah. So, you know, I said, I either got to do a little bit of work, which would not be what I wanted to do on that car. Right, right. And when it came time to make room, that was an easy car to to pass on. I almost did go. that. I went That's on good a, news. I went on a rally after Pebble in a 1930 Mercedes uh, W06, valued at $27 million, and uh, almost rear-ended someone on the freeway because there's no brakes whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Chris Farley has a cousin 
and his name is Jim, <laughs> and he runs Ford. And I caught up with him at the Quail, and uh, I stood at a table. It was a little windy. I had my portable recorder out. I had, a, I think, a, a fabric bag that I had to put over the recorder, so you didn't hear a lot of wind noise. So I apologize about the uh, quality of this recording. It's the best I could do. And uh, he and I had a very nice chat uh, with three PR people uh, right next to us, making sure we did not veer into any dangerous territory. I only had about 10 minutes with him. Here's my interview with Mr. Jim Farley. Jim, very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Good you're having here. you're having uh, quite a week. I've been catching up with your stuff on Instagram. Yes. Did you drive across the country? What is that Ford Lightning road uh, trip? Yes, took? I drove 1,100 miles in the western U.S., to, uh, figure out the reality of of driving an EV long distance and you know meet our salespeople. I, I think as leaders we have to go and see so, their so own eyes. where did you go exactly uh, we started in San Francisco we went uh, down to Bakersfield then we went to Mojave then down to LA then back over to Barstow and to go on route 66 and then back up to Vegas. And it's just you in a pickup truck by yourself and my son and your son my 15 year old son and um, we had some support from the company, like the Blue Cruise team was sending new software to me to evaluate. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a small group, uh, a lot of long nights, a lot of odd situations at charging stations. <laughs> I don't think I've seen something like that from an automotive CEO in a while. Where, who Was this your idea or this team standing around you right here? Who yeah, had this I idea? Think, uh, my team got me into this whole thing. <laughs> can I, tell, can I, I tell you was, something? But, it, it worked. Yeah, okay. I opened up I Instagram sure. and I went, look at this. Yeah. this. Somebody's finally doing something. Yeah, it, it was uh, actually it was a genius move. Um, not from the social media and the content, although that was great. Just from my learning, you know, you can get really trapped in uh, all the right. meetings. And uh, I got, you know, my friend, my my team got a lot of uh, to dos every night <laughs> about the truck, about because right. uh, I met a lot of customers, a lot of salespeople. We're just tripling production of the Lightning. It's a really big deal for us to go to 150,000 Lightnings. And Cybertruck is right around the corner, so is GM's truck, Rivian's starting to scale. So it was a very important time for me to kind of get really fresh, because we're going to have to merchandise. What did you learn on the road? Aside from the fact that people in the left lane slow you down very and go over the right. Yes, very yes, frustrating. Because you were in California, yes, right? Yes, You saw that. What, what are you doing over it's there? It's not my imagination, I, right? I, I, wish, I wish everyone could have German driving instructions, yeah. <laughs> but what did we learn about the charging network, for I, I think what I learned uh, in summary is that I always, first of all, I thought it was range anxiety. It's charging anxiety, not range anxiety. People know about the range. And what I learned is that it's actually a human problem to solve, not a technology problem. Um, when we're getting into the new group of customers who are mainstream customers, they really aren't willing to pay a big premium for an EV, but they're interested in EV. But when they take that first long trip or the first couple trips, they have no idea what's going on. Right. And though the charging stations want to be a meeting point where people are exchanging information, they're trying to figure out what's going on, and it's a, it's a vulnerable time, actually, a, a bit of a scary time for the customers. And um, it was kind of interesting to me because... Almost all of our charging stations in January will, will join Tesla. We're right next to a supercharger network. 
and all the Tesla people are in their cars. Right. And all the non-Tesla people are all talking to each other. It was like I was at a. And what is it? What is that? I know in our Tesla we have Netflix, so I usually yeah. Watch so Netflix. everyone is watching content. But like I bet two years ago when you bought your Tesla or others, you were actually talking to people in the charging stations, learning about what they were doing. And now you know it so well, you don't overcharge. You're watching your content. You're just getting out with life. It's not a I lot see, of drama. Right. Yeah, novelty. For the rest of us, the Ford people, the Hyundai Kia people, the Polestar people, we're kind of figuring it out. Like, it's a new kind of customer over there. And, of course, um, there's a lot of decisions to make. Right, right. You know, do you wait in line for the 350 kilowatt charger? Um, if you do, is the person in front of you going to charge the 90% or, the, or even though they need 67%? Yeah. Or they get a, or is it better just go to slow charger, go inside and have something to eat? Right, right. It's a... A lot of that. It's, it is all about the charging network. Yes. I took the new Mercedes and Tesla out to Palm mm-hmm. Springs from yep. L.A. just as a test to see what would yep. happen over the weekend. I stressed in the Mercedes because the charging network frequently would take me to a place that had chargers yes. that had plastic on them. Yes. Or didn't work. Yeah, you can't reserve them. You can't reserve yeah. them. I'm totally so with you. That, yep. that little bit of anxiety was a little difficult. Let's shift gears. I'm very happy that we joined the Tesla Supercharger Network in January. Yeah, and you got to meet The Rock. Yeah. Had you met The Rock before? I did. <laughs> no, uh, oh, I met him in a previous life, but not as a CEO of Ford. So and that actually, was part of your road trip, right? That, yeah, that was pretty emotional, actually, yeah. because... He gives a lot of their his trucks. He only drives four trucks, and he gives them away to you know people he thinks is deserving. And what was interesting, I met a lot of celebrities. He's the only one ever who asked all the mechanics to come out of the dealership and take a picture with him. Wow, that was the only time. That is a special dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Well, again, this, you know, I, the Ford stuff was hitting me over Instagram, and I was I was like, finally. Finally, someone's waking this company up and doing cool stuff, and I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. How did uh, your How old's your son? Fifteen. Did he? Oh, well, that's perfect, right? Yeah, he he, what a cre- perfect- he he literally questioned everything I did for three days. <laughs> so it was like he was being a teenager, and I don't. I, we got really close actually. Did you get him an In and Out burger? Did you? Oh, you uh, we did have an In and Out burger one night. Yeah, it was a little cold, uh, but no, he was just like, Dad, what are you doing? You're not close enough. It's not going to fit, the charger, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was every second I was getting questioned, which is great. That's fun. I love it. All right, before we go, I one of my favorite cars in the world is the Porsche GT2 RS. Me too. And I understand you've built something yes. that you feel will put it on its heels. Yes. The new Ford Mustang. Yeah, GTD. GTD. Which it is the IMSA, the IMSA class that we're going to race, which is essentially the same class as the Lamar class. It's here today at Quail. It's lovely. Yeah, it's right behind us. Um, so the idea behind the car was, you know, look, I've been a car guy my whole life. I love the 911 RS from the 73 and 74, especially the light one, lightweight one. Yep. And, I, and I watched from the 80s when I had my 5-liter Mustang and I worked for Toyota, I watched Porsche and then Mercedes and then even Aston Martin and other brands build these GT cars when we kind of lean into Shelby and did stuff like that and it was all always kind of like a little sad as an American and you know there's Chevy has a Z06 but they're they, they're not the same concept as a Grand Touring you know race car and um I love the GT2 RS. I love the GT4 RS. Uh, I, I love all those cars. But I thought maybe as an underdog, since we're going to Le Mans, why don't we take our GT3, essentially, race car and make a road car that's even better than the race car? 
and actually take stuff like DRS that we would love to put on the race car, but it's outlawed, and put it on the car. So it's a kind of a total right turn for us. It's not anything like we've ever built. It's not a Ford GT. The genesis of the vehicle was actually, you know, when we went back in 15 to win Le Mans on the 50th anniversary of our outright win, we actually started that project four years later thinking it would be a Mustang. But we realized that the French, we would require a lot of waivers from the French, and they would probably never give it to us. So we built the GT. But always in the back of my mind personally was this car for 50 years probably my whole life since I saw the 73 RS. Yeah. And um, So it was really inspired by that car. Yes, it is. Yeah, wow. Uh, that that so, is my favorite 911. Absolutely. It, yeah. All the pieces come together. You drive it. You're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, it yeah. doesn't even take, like, two shifts, and you go, I get it. That's what the car, this nimble, as lightweight as possible, and everything, but every nut and bolt is purposeful, and get our race car drivers to, to tune all aspects of the car so that it feels really natural and small. Um, and I think it's going to be a special car. I think, you know, people like me and others who are American, we didn't have much choice. Um, and there were American fun cars, like a GT500 with lots of horsepower, but they didn't do the same thing as a GT RS. And, yeah, there are other cars that can go around, you know, track really fast, but they're not really usable every day. I want a car that people can really use every day, do a track day, and they will be, and the, their talent will run out before the car. And I, I want a car that has DRS and will go really fast in a straight line, but also is unapologetically American, but still has more performance than an Aston Martin or a Ferrari. And I know that says a lot because we're the underdog, and I like being the underdog. How many are you going to make? Is it limited? A couple thousand. Couple thousand. Uh, so couple you got to know somebody. Yeah, you do. Do I know you? Yes. <laughs> and uh, we we did something we've never done because uh, we keep learning. The GT was kind of a breakout car. You know, we had a concierge service. Mm -hmm. We didn't. Everyone applied, but like, if you're going to put it in your collection, we wouldn't give you the car. Right. You have to go to Cars and Coffee. You got to right. drive the car. Talk to people about the car. And um, this is the same thing. It's an application. We have about a hundred customers. We gave golden tickets to. And they have the ability to be first, first run customers. Wow. wow, amazing! It's an amazing story. You're a racer too, right? Yes, and yes, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I just got my IMSA bronze uh, and license. You, you this talk year. like one. Yeah, it's I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do, and it's great. I do. Yeah, that's it's my great. honestly. I'm I I love Ford, and my hobby is you know my family and racing. That's it. Amazing. I spend all my spare money on racing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about the car. Yeah, I, th I think when you're in LA. Yeah. On a road trip, you come see us. Come I'd love to. The to. Studio. Well, I put myself to school at Phil Hill's Restoration Shop. I went to UCLA for my graduate degree. Oh, wow. And I was a janitor for a year, and then I was an interior guy. And so I feel like I learned a lot from Phil Hill and, and the mechanics that I shared that shop with. Um, and I feel like L.A. was the moment when my kind of car life became clear that I'm going to go work for a car company. Do you know what I am about to put in my car life? A Bronco Heritage Edition. Perfect. Yes. What and, color did you get? I, I'm I'm trying to get the Robin's Egg. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one right there. That's the one. And we'll talk about that after. Yeah, I just ordered it myself. To be <laughs> honest, the exact same car. There you go, bro. Yeah, it is. Boom. It is so awesome. Yeah, With a few I'm little mods too, it's going to be. Actually, I hate to say it, it won't perform like a Raptor, but it's actually cooler than a Raptor. You know I what? Think. I'm buying so, the idea of fun. Me too. And, and yeah. expanding my teenage boy's California life. My wife was like, why are you getting that? I go, I want to have fun before I go. Yeah. I want to <laughs> have fun. 
It's safer than a Myers-Banks, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Pleasure Thanks. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Let's just grab a picture and we're done. Okay. There you go. We've learned a lot. Ooh. Affable guy. Going to hang out with us. Told us all about that Mustang and why he did it. He's really a nice guy. He let and me the, drive his Cobra. He did? Yeah. Yeah, you interviewed him right after. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. car dude. Yeah, he's a real car guy. Oh, ridiculous. Very unlike other CEOs. And he's going to get me that new uh, that new Heritage Bronco. Or at least he said he would. Ooh. <clears throat> By the way, I haven't heard anything about it since they said they would get it for me. <laughs> but someone did reach out. A fellow by the name of Mike Levine. You must know Mike I Levine. I know Mike Levine. Yeah, oh, yeah. If he's reaching out, yeah, he wants to sell you So a that's car. exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, I may, we may have a new baby Bronco. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> um, Zuckerman's thrilled. <laughs> Rollovers. <laughs> Some exciting news about Jay Leno's garage car wash products, who, as you know, I use. used them last week because I washed my own cars. And you, you've seen my neighborhood. Where do you, you, my neighbors see me washing my car? They, they think I'm it. the car wash guy. Yeah. <laughs> Toss the keys to uh, you. I love doing <laughs> it. Mr. Rats. Uh, could you? <laughs> Mr. Rats. Michael Rats. <laughs> Fettison, we don't do that here. <laughs> Swiggins and Peabody. The round back, please. You're yeah, really... Please, you're, you're embarrassing yourself there. Get some of the uh, Southerners, that Southerners that live south of California, get some of them to clean the car. Oh, Not people. you. <laughs> That's for the paws. The man who mispronounces the word Jesus. Get him. <laughs> get him to clean your car. Um, they're selling Jay Leno's uh, car wash stuff. At, Dodge is now selling it. And uh, the guys reached, they said, hey, can you let everybody know? Oh, Let them know right now. Look at that. Own, let's I make our own car juice. Yeah. I, I heard some. how much money they're making on that stuff. It's a lot. <laughs> and it's hard not to jump in. <laughs> I, I, it's hard, but we can't. It's Jay's idea. It's his idea. He already he already, he already sent some to some and com- rapper guy. And, comedi- <laughs> and comedians. <laughs> and then suddenly he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find I, our I own use, thing to sell. We'll find our own thing. I use to sell. Jay's stuff. It's great. I'm out it's of awesome. the, the, the Oh my God, don't say that. Why? A, a refrigerator box of stuff is going to show up to your house. My wife will have Jay killed. We can't do that. <laughs> All right, Steve. Steve, who listens, Uh-oh. just heard that. Uh-oh. I need some of that juice. It's good stuff. You do, uh, gee, Be careful. Steve, I told you what room. happened. He's got the room. I asked for, this is what I said to, to Jay and Steve. I said, guys, I just, I have a lot of the other stuff from the last batch you sent me. <laughs> just send me a little of the windshield stuff. And, I, and they go, just that? I go, just one? Because yeah. that's what I'm using more often than not. A refrigerator box showed up, and I opened it. The whole neighborhood came, and everybody took stuff. It was <laughs> they all ran down the street. <laughs> yeah, I, I texted everybody I knew who liked cars, and I said, come on down. It's Jay, And they ran down and, and looted it, and uh, it's great stuff. Uh, it is. I, so yeah, there you go. I've gone through two kids. Now I want a percentage. you got to give me yeah. some money for doing that. <laughs> that was a free mention for you guys, because <laughs> we love Jay Leno and uh, Jay Leno's Garage. And that's our show, Jay, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I wanted to get into all this uh, uh, this New York Post story about Elon Musk uh, taking ketamine, then <laughs> they and the New York Post theorizing that may be what's causing his erratic behavior is self medicating with drugs. <laughs> but I don't have time for that story right Special now. Special K, but uh, but I would imagine that's probably true. <laughs> if, you if you start, if you have delicate brain chemistry to begin with, and then you tinker with it. With your own formulas, <laughs> your own measurements, you might be nuts. His associates have reportedly <laughs> connected his erratic behavior to self-medicating with legal drugs, which means he could have a problem, which means that, look, that he, it, 
he may need to just go get some help, and maybe that's what we're looking at, and and we should be sympathetic. I would, that. yes, I would like to know what Elon's bottom looks like. <laughs> I think, I think you're seeing it <laughs> blocked in a Not room, his, yeah, like a beautiful mind, just making yes. sketching. But out doesn't formulas. that kind of explain so much of maybe what we're looking at? Uh, and maybe. that maybe an exciting shift could happen should he decide drugs to... plus mental illness, mental illness plus drugs. What's the mental illness allegedly? What? Anybody who does ketamine themselves is probably well, has a mental illness. Anybody who's self-medicating usually has an addiction problem. He's also it's like simpler. mental illness. Yes. For me, it's the it's the he's like uh, you know fascism curious is but, the part but I look, don't like. He might leave all that stuff behind once he gets his head right. It's happened. I sure sure. Do you know who's the, the who's the uh, <laughs> who's the clueless girl? Remember, there was a girl on Clueless. She was African American actress. She, she oh 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 yeah yeah. And then she suddenly was a Fox News correspondent. Yes, and I, I, she she stopped drinking. Right. And then the the reporter said, "Are you ever going back on Fox News?" She goes, "No, nah, stuff's not attractive to me anymore." It was really <laughs> uh, weird thing. Yeah, that it's shift in perspective or anger or something about herself. Anyway, once he, I just thought that was an interesting. That was that's an interesting story last week, and maybe there's no more that needs to be said about it. But when's he fighting uh, Facebook boy? Who I saw. See, all of that to me is Is, indicative of somebody who might be using. Somebody acts like they were on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) They probably or crazy. They probably are on drugs or crazy or both. But Zuckerberg said, "Let's fight," and I saw him with his shirt off. He's ripped. Yeah, but no, no. Zuckerberg, in response to that, said, "I don't fight people who show up at my house," and he did that through a spokesman. Ooh. He's okay. conversely looks like a guy who's really working out every day and getting, and training, together. And getting together and likes yeah. likes to fight for real. Yeah, and is like ten years younger too. And and Musk right now is all talk. But now I would like to see this fight happen. Oh, but I'd like him to get healthy first. See what happens then. I'd like him to get an uncle sandwich. Could we set the announcing? Can you set that up? Where what's that? We do the ringside well, play by play. MMA wants to do it. Oh, they Dana White funnier. wants to do it. We'd be funnier. They would do a better job. Yeah, but we'd be funnier. I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> we do the worst job you could do. If they put this event together through MMA, that is a spectacle like we've never seen before. Never. But I. But you do want. Elon to be a competitor. You want him to be trained for yeah. a few months. Do you? <laughs> I do. I want him to get. There's nothing. Wo- the there's nothing worse than a, just a quick fight that just ends in one punch. You I want to see Zuckerman throwing like peanuts and bananas at him, screaming "Monkey here!" <laughs> be the best. Yes. Now look, we could do the first card. We could do Lieberman versus Farah finally, which is something <laughs> yeah. we've been wanting to do for years. He's lost too much weight. We'd be in different weight classes. He's too skinny now. It'd be a good fight. I think you would probably win. I, he's too thin. I, I'd feel bad. I just don't know how Matt Farah punches. Like, I can't see him throwing punches. He doesn't punch. I don't really punch either. Come on, let's be honest. So who do you think would win? I, I mean... Come I, on, say I, it. I, I think I'd win. I'm just... I'm a, I'm, <laughs> you, just say you, you I'm kick a stronger, his ass. stronger, I believe. I don't know. I'm a little out of shape, but I believe I'm a stronger person than Matt Well, is. you just heard it. He called, <laughs> out. He called he you out, Matt. Matt has he lost called you like out. 30 or 40 pounds. He called you out, Matt. Called you out. Card terror versus... Are you going to respond? I love Matt. And he's a very sweet guy, and I would never fight Matt. I would never fight anybody. Yeah, you would. No, what, if, no, no. what if Dana White offered you one of the... Uh, the fight cards ahead of the Elon. How much are we talking? <laughs> It'd be a lot of money. Ten or twelve dollars. 
<laughs> no, we could. You probably make uh, five hundred thousand off that. Oh yeah, I'd find that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rip his fucking throat out. Five hundred grand. There you, you go. Heard it. You heard yeah. it. He called you out. Dana White, five hundred thousand dollars, and you have yeah. the automotive but fight like, card not, of all time. Like, not the purse. That's like I get that, and then you know. yeah, okay. And then they think the winner yeah. of that fight has to fight Farley because that'd be another good fight. He'd win. He's he's. Oh, stop thinking about yourself. Let's get this fight on. <laughs> That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar Fifty Six. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.